Hey everybody, just a quick editor's note off the top of the episode here. Uh, we're sorry we didn't get an episode out this week, but we did manage to record our Halloween special, and uh, it came to be two hours and 15 minutes long or so, so I decided to split it into two. We're going to put one uh, one episode out the Saturday before Halloween, then we're going to put one half of it out on Halloween. So uh, here we go. We hope you enjoy our retrospective of the Friday the 13th series. So... Uh, let us know what you think, and uh, happy Friday the 13th, which is good. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Tim. And today... This is our bonus Halloween episode. We haven't really covered any horror in October so far, but today we're going to get it all in. Uh, we're going to do a retrospective of the Friday the 13th oh, series. We're going to get it all in. We're going to get yeah, it all in. in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be just as sexy as you made it sound. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's 11 movies for those of you 12. who are... 12, 12 movies 12. for yeah. those of you who are counting. That's including the remake, uh, Freddy vs. Jason... And um, Jason, Jason X. X. So, so if you haven't seen these, stop listening right now. Watch them all yeah, in so, one sitting. So for now, spoilers for any Friday the 13th <laughs> movie that has ever existed. Possibly video game <laughs> and TV show as well. Like all, It's all on the table now. Yep. So, um, yeah. I think that's about it. We're gonna we're gonna try. I'm gonna try and limit these guys to ten minutes per movie. <laughs> Good I'm, luck, Alex. I'm kind of the, <laughs> I'm kind of the uh, moderator of this panel, as I've only seen one, four, five, and six all in the same day. <laughs> what a treat! <laughs> Some of which were at 1.5 times speed, and um, yeah, so we're gonna go from there. Uh, if you guys want to hear more bonus episodes, we'd like to do. I would like to do one a month, and so uh, if you have any ideas. Uh, for next month or any coming month, let us know. We love series retro. I know I love series retrospectives. I love how I'm speaking for everybody else. No, I like no. I, I like I like look for these kinds of things online, and oftentimes I don't find them. It makes right. me sad. So I'm just going to make one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, well, like retrospectives are fun and totally, even if it's not like a movie series, like. Tim Tim has brought to the table a Kyle Chandler retrospective with special guest Danny. So, Absolutely, no. So, this is, this is, it's it's all okay. Yeah. Right. So so get some ideas to us what you want to hear, and you know then we can make stuff that you actually want to hear because we don't know if you want to hear this one, but we hope you do. I want to hear it. All right. You're gonna hear. This it. episode's for Willie. So okay, I think it's time to get started. So our first stop on this journey through Friday the Thirteenth movies is. Friday the 13th, which came out in 1980, directed by Sean S. Cunningham, and starring, really just Kevin Bacon. That's all that you <laughs> Betsy really Palmer. Betsy, Betsy Palmer. Betsy Palmer, yep. Okay, alright, alright. So, alright, Friday the 13th, the start of the series. Yep. The, yep. the building of the universe of, uh... Many, many, many decades right. worth of movies to come. Yes, yeah. uh, the, the, the world of Jersey Tucky, as we have come to <laughs> Jersey know Jersey Tucky, yeah. <clears throat> a fine so. mixture of, of southern folk with a little bit of Jersey Shore thrown in for good measure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Willie, if you would like to begin the discussion. Well, I think, I think but real quick before we get into the nitty-gritty of, of the first movie, okay. um, I think... Uh, Real quick, just maybe talk a little bit about how we got introduced to the series yeah, briefly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, for me, it was um, it was on VHS, and um, 
my dad took us to took me to Suncoast Video back when that still existed. Back, back the when mall, that was a place. Yeah, the yeah. mall movie store. And um, we bought three VHS tapes. Labyrinth. Yes. Friday the 13th Part 1. And I don't remember the third one, I'm not going to lie. But there were three of them. How could you remember it? You bought Labyrinth <laughs> that day. I did. And, um, and I remember vividly saying um, to my dad, he goes, he goes, Who's, you know, do you know who the killer in Friday the 13th is? And I said, yeah, it's, it's Jason. And he goes, no, nah, no. And that was when it got me intrigued right there. I was like... I don't know everything about these, <laughs> even though I'd never seen one. So, and, and I immediately was was totally into this series right out of the gate. I was already a horror fan, and this is one of the first times I, I really got into a horror series. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tim? Um, for me, it was... I used to go over... I had a buddy. It was, I was young. Um, we used to have... We would kind of have, like, horror nights, and we'd run a bunch of horror movies from the video store and go back and watch them. And my first exposure to the series was actually um, Jason Takes Manhattan Part 8, <laughs> which, which is not a shining moment for the series, as we'll get into later. But um, it was like, that was my first experience. Because it was, I believe it was the newest one out at the time. So okay. I was pretty young at that I think. I think it was like 8 or 9, which is Jeez. excellent parenting by the kid's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but she was, uh, she came home really drunk that night. I remember that. She came home really drunk. And then the next week she drove her car into a Seven Eleven. Wow. Yeah. Like I, into the building? Into the building. Yes. She had wow. problems. She's not listening. So. <laughs> not a Is fan. she somewhere where they can't listen to these kinds of things? Yeah. She's in Northern Michigan. We don't oh, have, okay. we don't have, uh, we don't have, iTunes. we don't have the internet up yeah. there. <laughs> not yet. So yeah, that was, um, my first exposure to the series and I, I watched them. They used to be on, like, USA used to have marathons all the time, and um, and I, I think I saw a lot of them at first, like, totally cut to pieces and with commercials in them, yeah. but there's just something about it. I mean, I can't really, I mean, I can explain it, but it, a lot of it's a nostalgia factor. A lot of it is just, I don't know. Like, it's fun to see people you don't care about get killed. <laughs> I'll say that. I may differ with you on that, Tim, <laughs> if you recall. Um so, uh, my first exposure to the Friday the 13th <laughs> series was last Saturday. <laughs> Two Saturdays. Well, no. No, it was last Saturday. When we mm-hmm. decided to do this thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, because Willie wanted to do this retrospective, so uh, I, I watched the first one, and then I watched four in preparation for five, which is a movie that Willie and Tim are known for getting drunk and getting together and watching. It's been the third time, I think. Yeah. yeah. This, it yeah. tends to, yeah. We do this. This was planned. This time was planned. A yeah. lot of times it just kind of occurs. It goes it's like, on. Hey, yeah. let's see. You guys get drunk enough and then you're like, all right, Friday the 13th, part five. I wouldn't doubt that we watch it again tomorrow night. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we also ended up watching six because that happened somehow, but. <laughs> None of us were tired, so. No, yeah, we were just like, all right, let's keep going. So. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, reverence for the the series necessarily, and uh, I wouldn't say that I didn't I didn't like the movies, but um, as I've said before on the podcast, I'm not a gigantic horror fan, so it's not like it shouldn't be surprising that I haven't seen these. Although Friday the Thirteenth is a bit of a classic, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm kind of the freshest face to the series. Yes, here. I'm going to be you bring learning. the fresh perspective. Yeah, I yeah. know. I'm going to be learning a lot about, especially the movies that I have that you haven't seen. seen. Yeah, the missing pieces. The <laughs> we missing chapters. We're about to educate you You're so gonna, much. The fourth, the fourth and fifth movie are going to make so much more sense now that I'm going to know what happens in two and yes, three, you right? Are. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna to appreciate them more. You don't want to go back and like rewatch them right now. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. With that, 
begins our discussion of Friday the 13th, 1980. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the initial Friday the 13th movie, of course, was, was kind of a cheap cash-in knockoff by a bunch of guys who had no money and wanted to make some money. I mean, that's... They saw the success of Halloween, which was an incredibly low-budget movie. It was the highest-grossing low-budget... It was the highest-grossing independent film of all time up until Ninja Turtles in 1990. So, 12-year run. And they decided, why not? You know? And, and I think the goal there was to make it a little more TNA, a little more blood and gore. <laughs> um, to, to make it for the kind of audience that was going to see Halloween that wanted more of that. Yes. Um, and, and in that respect, it certainly succeeds. And I think it... I think it holds up because it doesn't try to be anything more than a simple campfire story. And it really is the perfect campfire story. If you were to imagine, like, sitting around a campfire as a camper, and these the, your, your counselors are telling you this story about, oh, bat, years ago at this camp, this yeah. woman, you would totally, that would be the kind of story that they would tell you, and he would buy into it. And I, I think it works perfectly like that. Um, I think the effects hold up wonderfully. Um, Tom Savini, the, the guru of practical effects, yeah. does a great job. And I think, for the most part, they still work. Um, and I, I really enjoy the first Friday the Thirteenth. I might even it might even be my favorite. As far, I mean, just because it's it's so simple and so and just so well executed for what it is. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got a bit of humor and stuff too, which is always fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. So, how about you, Tim? Uh, Willie and I, I think we kind of disagree a little on this one. This is not my. This is definitely not close to my favorite of the series. Okay. I understand though the. I guess the reverence for it, I understand the importance of it. This It's funny, I think this was actually the last one I saw. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, how did I understand the rest of them? Like, if I couldn't <laughs> see this one. But um, this, it's just, out of all of the big, and this actually is probably why I like the series the best, out of all the big slashers, like the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets, the Halloweens, the Hellraisers, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, this is probably my least favorite of the original movies the original those, entries in the original entries in the series so i think that's probably one of the reasons why i tend to like the series more than the other ones because those other ones i will kind of almost defend it's kind of classics of the genre this one i don't know if i will um i don't think i'd defend it as a classic of the genre i think i think it's decent um but i don't i wouldn't put it in the same class as the first halloween the first nightmare even the first hellraiser Actually, I put the first Hellraiser above the first Nightmare. We won't get into that, though. <laughs> well, it's interesting, though. That's interesting, yeah. because this, you know... Spoiler alert for next year's podcast <laughs> on Halloween. Horror fans will will tell you, of course, that the, the really super horror purists of, will, will go in and tell you that, you know, Halloween was kind of a response to Psycho. Right. Which, in a way, it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't think that... I mean, there was such a time elapsed between the two that I don't think it was an immediate try to cash grab off of Psycho by any means. No. Um, and then, and of course, people will tell you that Psycho was a response to Peeping Tom, which right. was even older. Um, but this was the movie that truly invented the slasher genre. And Halloween gets a lot of credit for that. And Halloween is a much better movie than, than Friday the 13th yeah. by, from a pure quality standpoint. But this one really invented the, all the tropes of the, of the horror, of the, the slasher genre. Um, Halloween was very much... It was more of a suspense, almost a thriller more so than a slasher film. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the sequels, which is interesting. Alex and I talked about this. The sequels to Halloween were a response to Friday the 13th success. So it was with this weird kind of... Right. Yeah, weird cyclical thing. Um, my main complaint with the first movie, I think, is that the... And it sounds like a bigger complaint than, I, than it actually is. The, the twist itself, which isn't really a twist, because there's no... The, re, the, the reveal of the killer, as, of course, Mrs. Voorhees... It's kind of a cheat. 
because there's no real, there's no, nothing directing you in the narrative to to think that's who that's who you know. You, you, yeah. There's no guesses for you. You, know. you can't you can't watch the movie a second time and be like, oh, and now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right, no, and I, but I think that's and that's part of the fun of this movie, and I think that's part of the reason why maybe it it's so popular and spawned so many slashers is because it's such an obvious like cheap trashy can, uh, like cash in on the Halloween series. Absolutely, like, I don't even think the cheat or the um, reveal at the end was meant to be anything but like a total cheat it, because I believe that's the reason it made so much money. Sure, yeah. is because people went. Oh, you got to see this. You You'll won't believe. Never <laughs> You'll the never expect yeah, sure. Like, there's really no reason behind it, and I, I was surprised. I think my biggest problem for this movie, the Friday the Thirteenth movies, I won't. I, a lot of them I won't stick up for, like quality film wise, but they move quick. They're ninety minutes. There's like a kill every ten minutes, and like they're in and out. This one dragged so oh, much yeah. for me in like oh, the yeah. second act. The third act still worked for me at the reveal, and maybe it's because Betsy Palmer like chews every piece of scenery <laughs> at does. the end she can find. She's great. She's yeah, one of the she, best screen killers of all. I was yeah, I was very yeah, I was very surprised at how much I liked like the last like fifteen twenty minutes of the mm-hmm. movie. I don't remember liking it that much, but yeah, like I said, everything in the middle, and I think that maybe my hang up with it is just so slow. It, it does die down, and I think that I think that. At this point, they were still trying to find... I mean, they didn't even know it was going to be a series, but they were still trying to find the identity. The, the identity of the series hasn't been established at this point. Right. And certainly as you go further in the series, the characters get less time to shine and become people. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, I do applaud the fact that they at least try to... There's there's scenes that maybe don't work, but they you can see there's an attempt at trying to make you at least like these people in a marginal way. Yeah. Um, the scene between Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend, of course. Ooh, they're, they're talking about. I don't remember them being that frisky. Yeah, they do get pretty frisky, <laughs> but this, this, this scene where they're kind of in a discussion talking about like raining blood in her dream or something, oh, it's, yeah. it's a really weirdly eerie scene and yeah. it, for whatever reason it like sets up, it, it sets up like a, I don't know, like it always creeps me out her like talking about this, like she's not a great actress by any means, but it always worked for me that that seems like that and it made me actually give a crap when she got killed. I was like, oh, that sucks. Like she seemed like a nice person. Um, I, I have to, of course, I think we should all talk about my favorite Friday the 13th part one moment, which is the amazing jump scare at the end of the movie, which has yeah. been, which has been copied in, in almost every horror movie since <laughs> this was really one this and Carrie were the first two instances of a jump scare at the end. Right. And I'm, I, I'm not even going to lie. And I told this to Tom Savini. I got to meet him a few times, but at one time, the first time I met him, I told him, I said, that scare at the end of the first Friday the 13th still makes me jump. Yeah, because I still can't pinpoint exactly where in the music it happens. So I'm always like, "Oh God!" because I think it's coming. And I'm like, "No, yeah. no, nah, I was wrong." I think that's still effective. It's it was pretty cool. I mean, it, as somebody who knew nothing about the movie and then kind of watching it and be like, "Oh, you know, she got away. It's all good." Blah blah blah, and then bam! It's like, and that music just makes you feel so calm and collected. It's oh, such yeah. a creepy. It, it reminded me, and I had never thought of this before it reminded me of like the beginning of twin peaks like the opening credits <laughs> of twin peaks where with like the piano music yeah. and just and the whole like, dream like thing and it just, i was just i had completely forgotten about the music and everything and the fog and like i went whoa <laughs> like, mm-hmm. absolutely like this is this is creepier than i remember and that's so. the moment that always makes me well like, you know there's moments when i see i see movies from my childhood that i wasn't able to see in theaters because i wasn't alive and that's one of them i wish i could have been in the theater when that happened like yeah. the first screenings because yeah. people probably Crap their pants. Yeah. Um, that and and they kind of echo the the ending of Halloween, of course, which ha- leaves you with a very uneasy feeling because he's still out there and whatnot. And I love that last shot of the lake. Spoilers for the end of Halloween. <laughs> it, it was made in 1978, folks. Let's move on. Um, if you're listening to a Friday the 13th retrospective, you've probably seen Halloween. 
And if you haven't, shame on you. Um, I'm sorry, Willie. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot that you hadn't. Uh, there's ripples in the water in the lake at the end. There's like, just one shot of ripples in the water. And it's very creepy. It gives yeah. you that, that yeah. same feeling that you get when the, when the camera pans in at the end of Halloween. I won't say anymore. I forgot you haven't no, seen it. No, it's okay. I'm just... Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert, Michael Myers survives for his own very long franchise. What? Um, How does this happen? <laughs> I think we need to talk, uh, as we should talk with every installment, and Alex, you can join us on this one because you've seen the movie, um, our favorite kill, because kills are so yeah. important in these movies. It sounds horrible, but... I'm interested in seeing if... Oh, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very curious to see where that question was going. Um, uh, so let's talk favorite kills. Okay. Um... Tim, kick it off, man. I think this one we're going to be kind of locked up. Yeah. All the same. It's the bacon kill. <laughs> oh, the Kevin yeah. Bacon kill. And it's not just because it's Kevin Bacon. No. That although, adds. although that adds to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's also, yeah, it's also really effective. It's a really effective kind of unsettling kill. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It is because he, he, it's one of those things where it's like, I think anybody can kind of relate to what he's doing in that moment. He just had a little fun with the girlfriend basking in the afterglow he's basking in the afterglow he's hanging out he's having himself a smoke he's just relaxing and lean back and the beauty of it is you think whatever's going to happen is going to come from above mm -hmm. and then it literally comes out of nowhere from it just totally and, yeah. and the effect still looks it looks like he's oh yeah being killed oh yeah um it's that that's i think it's almost impossible to argue that that's not the best death in the, in the film yeah um, certainly the axe to the face with the Marcy, Marcy axe to the is face fun. is good. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, Mrs. Voorhees, of course, her untimely death at the hands oh, of a machete. Mrs. Voorhees, are we counting, are we counting Jason kills? Are we counting Jason mom kills? I think if she, if, if they're actually killed, in which case okay. this works, then maybe that would count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot. I her forgot death. her head locked up. I think I forgot most of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But all in all, it is, it's, it's, it's a... It's certainly sets, by the numbers, and it certainly it doesn't age great. Rules. Yeah, but absolutely, Tim. It, it sets the ground rules, and it totally gets you. It sets up the legend that will continue forward in the in the next movies. So, all right, I think that about wraps up our our talk on the first Friday the Thirteenth. So, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two came out a year later, nineteen eighty one, uh, directed by Steve Miner, and uh, you know. Are there any other like main stars for the second one that? Not that I'm no, no okay. one like a Kevin Bacon type. The the lead from the original turns back up in this one. Okay, that's Adrian. Uh, Adrian King, King. Yes. crazy crazy Ralph, and crazy Ralph returns. Yeah, yes, the character Ralph. of crazy Ralph, which okay. we did not mention from the first one, but he's also a lot of fun. So, all right, so Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I know uh, nothing man. about this one. This yeah, you did you not see this one. Yeah. No. Um, part two is is interesting because it's like obviously with the success of the first one. Uh, Let's do more. You know, we have to make another one. We have yeah. to make a sequel. But what do you do with a sequel? Because the, there's no... I mean, the killer's dead, like, yeah. definitively. And <laughs> from what I understand, they had approached the writer of the first one and said, We're gonna, we want to continue with the Jason character. He said, Jason's in a character. There's no Jason. Jason's dead. Like, <laughs> he had no intention, and he didn't have any involvement with the, the later ones. He's like, that's not a... There's no sequel. There's not... Um, obviously, he was very wrong. Um, <laughs> this this one, this one of course picks up after the first. Is one. it a day after the first one, or is that the second and third? The second and third and okay. fourth are all tied together within like three days. This one is, I think, six months. Okay, after. yeah, you're right. This is the one that takes place. Yep, and the lead from the first one, Alice, returns to Crystal Lake to deal with the demons that she faced there, or whatever. And um, Jason shows up and gets his sweet revenge on her by 
putting an ice pick through a temple. Um, <laughs> that, which, the opening scene is very effective, too, I think. Yeah. Um, because you, you know that she's going to get it. Yeah. But um, it's always kind of a shock because you're like, wait, but she made it to the first one. Like, she's our heroine. How, how mean. You know, how like, mean to do this to her. To yeah. 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 And, of course, uh, Jason's mom's head in the fridge is a lovely touch. When she opens the fridge <laughs> and it's just sitting there staring at her. Yeah. Lots of fun. Um, and then, of course, it follows another wily group of young, uh, you know, camp counselors that are that are ready to start camp. Camp hasn't started again. Right. Right? This is this is the beginning. Um, but I, it's, it's not the same campground. It's it's the one next door. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> they build a lot of campgrounds in the backwoods of New Jersey. In yeah. Jersey Tucky. Jersey Tucky. Yeah. Um, they, they do nothing but send children to camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. This is kind of the beginning, though, of Jersey Tucky, though, is the second one, right? You get a little yeah. bit of that strange mixture of, of city and country with the various characters. They're, they're, they're all just archetypes of, of yeah. or stereotypes of, of yeah, the, we, and what we, yeah, I don't know if we explained by Jersey Tucky is like the Friday the 13th movies have a very strange geography. Very nebulous <laughs> area of yeah. the United States. Yeah, like we don't know, like... Uh, like the are... first one, okay, it takes place in New Jersey. All they right. state yeah. that, I yeah. believe, yes. From there on out, the people just don't seem... I mean, at, at least from what I've seen in like 4, 5, and 6, yes. you kind of proceed down this rabbit hole of like, where are these people really from? Yeah. So that's that's the idea of Jersey Tucky. And we're it? we're the Midwest builders podcast, so we don't know about New Jersey. Maybe there are pockets. It's of true. Yeah. I don't know. There. there might be. I, I don't. I don't know how that works. But yeah, and this is also the introduction, and and this is kind of an important thing. This is before Jason had the iconic hockey mask. This it is, is sleepy. Or, yeah, this is like burlap sack. burlap sack over the head backwoods. Jason. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. he very much looks. He, he's he's wearing kind of a plaid uh, shirt. Very. And overalls and a burlap sack over. So he's very redneckish yeah, killer is, type. Jersey Tucky. Yeah. Jersey Tucky. This is Jason <laughs> listening to like Skinner by his pickup truck, yeah. just rocking out, just rocking out, <laughs> just tailgating. Um, this one, this one is interesting. It's it really. I mean, it's seriously carbon copies the first movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost to the point of embarrassment. I mean, there's even there's a character, a female and a male character that are literally cardboard cutouts of Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend from the first one. Right. Like it's a blonde Kevin Bacon. He actually <laughs> looks a little bit like Kevin Bacon. Um. I still enjoy this movie. It's not one of the ones I rewatch often, and I'm yeah. not sure why. Um, it certainly doesn't feel any more ex- more expensive than the first one to me. Um, it feels just about as, as low budget as the first one, and, and and the kills are, I think, just as effective um, as as Tom Savini did in the first. He didn't come back for the second one. Yeah. Um, but it's <laughs> the sequel always cracks me up because it's it's such a strange like. They really wanted this to be a franchise already. Yeah. But there was nothing to... No I, connective tissue. There wasn't any connective tissue, yeah. so they really had to dig dig deep to try and figure out what they were going to do with it, and obviously they settled with the Jason would be the... Instead of making it like an all-new killer or something. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy this movie. I really do. I think that... Um, I think that the kills are a little less inventive, and maybe... A, did they've been done before? Yeah, you know? I thought they were a little... Maybe maybe I'm wrong here. I thought they were a little gorier though than the first. Maybe I thought they. Maybe I was thinking they. I, this one you could tell right away. Like right away they set up, they set the tone because they explode the logo. They do the, <laughs> the logo Friday's explodes. The, like then you know like you're in for it now. But I don't know. I, for some reason I thought it was gory. There is more nudity in this one. Yes, there is lay up the nudity. Um, what what stuck what sticks out about this one to me and this isn't one of my favorites either. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I enjoy it. It's probably on the same level as one, to be honest, sure. for me. Um, 
But one thing I noticed is Jason is not good at killing in this movie. Like, he's kind of a mess out there. Like, this is rookie <laughs> year, like, Jason in the NBA. Like, he, like Freshman he's, Jason. He's got the potential. But, like, he's falling down. Like, he's standing on chairs and falling over. Like, he's a mess out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, 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 really, just, he, does a, he has a hard time killing people in this one. <laughs> he does. He can't put it all together. He's wearing a burlap sack, which, I mean, can't be easy. I mean, the hockey mask provides a lot more mobility. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I was I was taken aback just by how terrible he is. Just he's kind of, really bad at it. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, yeah. It's really funny, like, he'll he'll stand on a bed, you know, and try to poke down a, a pitchfork <laughs> mm-hmm. through the bed, and then, like, oh, no, a chair fell. Oh. Well, guys, I mean, he spent so many years at the bottom of the lake. How many, right. how, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of funny, funny, like, weird trying to be deep about, like, what would Jason be now? Like, mm-hmm. would he be, like, a, she, there's there's a weird monologue about it from the, the, the lead girl about, would he be, like, a frightened mentally challenged boy or would he be like this survivalist that's lived out there and you never really get an answer you never really get a vibe for like how he survived or like what he's been it's very that's also very nebulous like (laughs) like many of the things in this franchise um i definitely have to get into my favorite kill real quick because it's a doozy i always (laughs) as a kid i always like argue with myself like Okay, like, there's no way a serial killer in, like, a slasher movie would ever, like, kill somebody that's, like, differently abled, right? <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, I, I'm a hemophiliac. That's I'm too easy a target. They'd never attack, attack me. <laughs> or I'm eight. They'd never attack me. Jason kills a guy in a wheelchair in yeah. this movie. And, and it, it's the best kill in the movie. It, it, the kill is super mean about it, too. It's really mean. Like, he... He's- Slices the guy in the head. He gets kind of karate chop at machete to the face. And then rolls down in his wheelchair backwards down the stairs. As he's wobbling around. Yes, and I believe at the end of it, there's a freeze frame. Of if him, not, of him in I'm the wheelchair, mistaken, yeah. like, <laughs> like, it's the meanest kill, maybe in all of the... Uh, there's a couple meaner ones coming up, but maybe in all the Jason movies. It, it's pretty mean, but I kind of like it for that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, I'm the same way. It's like, oh, you guys thought this we'd spare this guy? Nope. <laughs> nope. No we, we killed him worse than everybody else. <laughs> and at the time, he's about to have sex, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's about to. Which is to... even sadder. Yeah. Black, black by Jason. <laughs> but uh, is, is that your favorite as well, then, the, the wheelchair it's one? It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. The double impalement while having sex is pretty entertaining as well. That one's good. <laughs> yeah, because she sees it coming, but he doesn't. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I didn't even intend for that. Um, one of the... One I kind of the, like the Scott one where he's hanging upside down and Jason slices his neck. Yeah, he gets the upside down, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man mm-hmm. slice. <laughs> um, one of the interesting things about this one, of course, people have always talked up and down about how there's a weird morality tale about these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have sex, you die. If you yeah. do drugs, you die, so on and so forth. What I find really funny about this if one is... If you're in a wheelchair, you die. You die. If you're differently <laughs> abled, you die. I like differently abled. Um... <laughs> But there's this whole group of, of the counselors in this movie, that, including the lead female, that go off to the bar for a night of fun before the campers show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About half of them take off, maybe more. And um, the ones that stay behind, obviously, are killed, and the lead comes back just in time to find the dead bodies. But there's a whole big chunk, like 20-some counselors, that actually, are, their lives are saved by because drinking and partying. It's yeah. very interesting. This is this one spins it on its head. On its head yeah. Maybe Jason hit the place with a pipe bomb later on or something. Yeah, maybe. Know. I mean, if he, he could probably build him. I mean, I, I, I don't know what he is at this point, so... Um, I guess, <clears throat> should we talk a little bit about the end? Because this might be... 
one of I think this is one of the dumber endings in the series. It, it is because it makes no sense. <laughs> because there's no closure to it. Yeah, he Jason is pretty much fooled by the final girl putting on a, his mom's sweater. Um and like faking him into thinking she's his mom and then she It's like the <laughs> the Betty Ross uh uh, Hulk moments. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is. I think this is one of my le- least favorite endings in the entire se- series. The and the, the the sweater thing doesn't bug me nearly so much as the actual the, the him smashing through the window. Does he grab her? Does he not? She's right. on a stretcher oh, at the that's end. Right. Yeah. Is the boyfriend dead? Is he alive? There's no answers to anything. Is this the one where Jason's mom shows up at the end too? No. That's, that, that's coming up soon. Okay. So it, it's it's a weird ending, and, and the next one gets even weirder. I think. <laughs> <laughs> than than this one. All right. So, all in well, all, it's 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 certainly a worthy sequel. The series is finding its feet, I but think. it's definitely the, the sequels especially. They've very much found their <laughs> their formula, and they're not going to give it yeah. up for a couple movies. So, okay. All right. Well, that wraps up Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. On to Part Three, which is just another year later. Once again, nineteen eighty-two. They're kicking these things out like Paranormal Activity movies. <laughs> one a year, man. Uh, this is also directed by Steve Miner. And uh, you know, stars a bunch of bunch of no names, as uh, most of these movies do. Yeah, there's there's no one there's no one in this one. We we will get some people that became famous much later on in yeah. the later ones, yep. but certainly nobody in this one. Um, this one is is interesting because it's the only time a director has returned for a second. Yeah. Uh, no, he felt his work wasn't done. No, he hadn't finished. Yeah, and, and, and I find that, I, I kind of find that interesting. Um, much like the James Bond franchise, there are very few returning directors to yeah. these to these movies. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> one, of the, one of the few ways that Friday the 13th and what, James Bond will be comparable. What's, what's <laughs> funny about the Friday the 13th movies is the directors, Longevity. there are very few directors that return to other movies as yeah, well. That's true. Like, that's after true. directing a Friday the 13th. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, this one's... This one's interesting, of course, because it's the 3D installment. That's the first big thing. Um, if you've well, seen it, was it, number three. I mean, of course, yeah, got to do it in three. This was during a, the brief, and I mean, do, I, I really do mean brief, like three or four movie 3D craze that Jaws 3D and, and uh, Friday the 13th 3D, and a couple other ones. Um, if you've seen this movie and you're under the age of or 30 or under, or you have not seen it in 3D, more than yeah. likely. And it's actually funny because the the effects are so blatantly this is 3D like look at look at this thing getting stuck <laughs> at the camera yeah. that it it's almost makes it funnier to not watch it in 3D. <laughs> yes. And then screen out 3D when the when <laughs> yeah. the because when it's the, so painfully obvious. It's so painfully obvious. I mean anything <laughs> like like needlessly having a literally having a character quirk for one of the characters pl- being playing with a yo-yo. Just oh, so you can have so him put good. the yo-yo it's towards so the, the camera. It's so good, though. Wow. So that's that's a lot of fun. This one actually picks up the same day, or the next, the following day, after two. And Jason gets his his trademark hockey mask. Yes. Which we should talk about. Well, I mean, uh, is this the group of people who are at the bar? No, this is a different group of people entirely. This is actually a nearby farm called Higgins Haven. Mm. <laughs> I don't believe that I know that. <laughs> but I do. So, yeah, Jason gets the mask. We yes. got to talk about how iconic this bad boy is. Yes, I mean, and what's nice about this is the Jason mask. Everybody pretty much knows it. That's been in a Halloween store, or been out on Halloween. I mean, it's yeah. this is this is what Jason's known as. Nobody remembers him as the burlap sack guy. Nope, nope. Um, but what's nice about the Jason mask is the kill. Who he takes the mask from 
is my least favorite character in the entire series. Shelly. Shelly is a... What's funny is I think I kind of look like Shelly sometimes. <laughs> if you want a little visual, let's say. <laughs> uh, but Shelly plays like, yeah, he's like a joker. Like, he's constantly making jokes. None of them are funny. Everybody seems to hate him. I'm not really sure. He's kind of like the screech of the group, where you're not completely sure why the rest of the group is hanging out with him. He's annoying. Um, but yeah, he has a hockey mask, and Jason... Oh God, how does Jason... Is, does he get him with the harpoon, too? Jason, um, it's an off-screen death, actually. Okay. He gets... He, That's he, right, yep. He shows up to them, and he, he likes to use uh, makeup effects to scare people, you know, a fake axe in the head, because he thinks it's funny or whatever, and he shows up, and he's got a fake slit throat. That's not actually fake, and he's like, you know, it's the boy who cried wolf type thing. Okay, yep. And they're like, Shelly, stop it! And he's like, no, really, I'm, I'm dying. And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> he is really annoying. Oh, um, yeah. There's no doubt about that, and... And Jason, the the mask certainly didn't go anywhere for the rest of the series. No. Um, and it looks great. It's just it's no the mask is it's good from the get go. And you know what? Unlike probably like the Halloween mask, the mask stays pretty consistently throughout. It's kind of hard to mess up an old hockey mask, but you can do it. <laughs> well, but that's true though, because because yeah. the 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 Michael Myers mask in the Halloween series had varying degrees of of crappy. Yes. Um, after the first one, they really tried to like emulate that first one, and it never worked out right. Of course, this one. I think it's probably easier to do. I don't. I don't know for sure, but it, it, it seems easier to do. But I like that they always maintain the continuity. They didn't maintain the continuity in any other aspect of these movies, <laughs> but they do maintain the continuity in the in the the wounds on Jason's mask yeah. and and yeah, which is kind of fun. At least they tried to keep something uh, straight. This is until it turns metal and Jason acts. Right? Yes, until the nanomites take yes. over. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, this 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 movie is. I, I would say I like this one less than the first two. Okay. Um, I don't... I, I This is one of the ones I wouldn't watch very often uh, in my... You know, if I was like, I want to watch a Friday the 13th, I would, this would not be my first choice. It'd probably be one of the one of the lower uh, choices. Not because... It, but this one... Not because it's worse or better than any other ones or anything. It's just... It's just the same thing at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's the, the 3D gimmick obviously doesn't matter to me because I'm not watching it in 3D. And... Therefore, there's nothing to make me want to come... There's nothing fresh and different to make me want to come yeah. back to it. It's it's kind of the same thing. Um, you had mentioned earlier, of course, that he gets another kill in this one that is almost meaner than... No, this one... This one I can't decide if it's meaner because I'm, I'm not completely sure what the filmmakers... It almost seems like... Okay, there's a pregnant girl at the beginning, at the beginning of this movie. She's only mentioned... As being pregnant once at the very beginning of the movie. And it's kind of, it's completely ignored the rest of the time. So it's almost like the filmmakers, I don't think they forgot about it. Like, I think this was, this was intended. Have they talked about this? Am I? Not that I'm, not that I know of. Okay. So I think this was intended and I think it was maybe to slip something a little, I don't know, subversive by everybody. Just kind of like, we're going to mention it once. And then we're going to kill this lady with her unborn child later. So technically Jason depending on your stance, gets two kills. Oh. <laughs> I'm not... No, it's true. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, fair. I don't think I'm going anywhere too far with to, that. To be fair. No, yeah, it, that always... I, what's funny is you, when I watch this movie, I usually, by the time she gets killed, I, because it's such a throwaway comment, I forget that she was pregnant to begin with. Right. So if, if, the, if, the, if the idea was to make you, like, feel worse for her or something. I think she's, like, smoking and drinking in the movie, too. Like, after she mentioned she's pregnant. So they may have... Honestly, they may have 
the filmmakers, judging by how shoddy this series, this movie's really, really shaky too, but judging by how shoddy this series is, like, they may have forgotten about it. Yeah, completely. there's a lot of weird, like, this is where you, where the series, not that it didn't before, but this is where you had to make a lot of really, a lot of really like, weird logical leaps. Yeah. This one's where it starts to get really strange. Um, The character of Ali, leader of a <laughs> biker gang. Yeah, there's a biker gang in this That's one. rolling through uh, the Camp Crystal Lake area. And they come, they, 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 there's shenanigans with Shelly, the idiot, and he knocks over their bikes, and they come back to get revenge, so they're going to siphon gas out of the kid's gas tank. Yeah, I did it, I did it! They're going to siphon gas out of the camp, or the kid's gas tank, because that'll show them, you know. Oh, yeah. And all three of the bikers, literally, one after another, goes into this barn and gets killed one by one. It's like this hilarious, like, assembly line, <laughs> yes. like, oh, where did he go? I'm going to go in the barn. Shit, I'm dead. Oh, where did he go? I'm going to go in the... It's horrible. Um, what was that noise? What was that noise? Yeah. Um, the third one, the leader, it seems like, of the group, Ali, big burly black man in a biker uniform, super, kind of awesome. Like when yeah, you first I like see Ali. Him. I, I, He's kind of cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because uh, he's named kind of a after, badass. Named after Muhammad Ali. But of course. Yeah. Of course. And um, you don't know that for sure. <laughs> and um, Doesn't he box Jason? Uh, no. No, okay. that's later on. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Jason get in a bit of a scuffle early yes. on, and he um, he actually holds his own for a second, which is the Dude, first time you really yeah. see somebody physically hold their own, yeah. and uh, which is cool. And of course, he gets killed, um, and then inexplicably, despite the fact that you see him get hacked once or twice by a machete, he shows up in the last moments of the film, per- pops up back to life, and attacks Jason again to give the last girl enough time to fight. It's such like like it almost seemed to me like. They they intended on killing the character there, and we're like, oh, we need a reason for this to happen. So, well, he cannot be dead. I'm telling you, he hacked this guy a thousand times before <laughs> he was dead. Yeah. And there's not a scratch on him. That's the best part. So, <laughs> Ali's funny to me because it just, this is the, the, he proves that this is where the point where they just, at this point, they were like, who cares? They're willing you know? to sacrifice yeah, and this is when, for, and for I, the sake of. I should say, this is when, this is when the series hooks me. Because, like, just how yeah. nonchalant, like, I, like, you can tell, like, they're just, like, this movie, I don't care. Like, yeah. Like, let's just kill some people, get our money, and, I don't know, blow it on strippers. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you blow money on. Um, but, yeah, this actually is my favorite one so far. A lot of it has to do with the 3D effects, honestly. I think they're really funny. There's a snake at the beginning that obviously has a string <laughs> popping out towards the screen. Or when the one guy gets his eyeball pushed out yes. there's obviously a stri- oh, <laughs> stick on the eyeball that comes out like everything is just so ridiculous and the yo-yo part is so funny i feel I can't like remember. i feel like it'd be a lot of fun to watch this movie with a slide whistle <laughs> it would the the effects the effects are i will say are not as good in this movie no. as they were in the previous no ones. they're not and but this one i i want to mention my favorite part of this movie which is the uh friday the 13th it has a disco theme at the beginning it it's my it, like that's my favorite part of the movie is the opening credits have kind of like a like a dancey. It was 1982. Like what? what Very what strange. <laughs> Very. We, they were trying to appeal to somebody else, I guess. <laughs> favorite kills, real quick. Uh, I think Vera's my favorite. I really, I always love the harpoon gun to the eye because I like Jason using a projectile because it hadn't been seen before. So it was just something different, and, and it just happens so suddenly. She's like, "What are you doing?" Dead. See ya. So that was yeah. fun. Uh, well, it's Debbie and the unborn child. Yeah. Yeah. For me, okay. I just think it's. Like it's really funny. It's so yeah. It's kind of funny, but me at the same time. Yeah. Aren't you sad you didn't watch that one, Alex? Mm, nope. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at the moment. We no. didn't even get into the Cheech and Chong knockoffs. Oh. But oh man. Oh, that's for that's for a whole separate podcast. It is. 
That's when we do a retro review of just Friday the 13th Part 3. <laughs> of just those characters. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, on to Friday the 13th, colon, the final chapter. Uh, this is 1984, so they gave this one two years. Yep. They let it bake for two. They needed, uh... They needed um uh they needed Corey Feldman to get a little bit older or right. something. True. No. Um <laughs> so this is directed by Joseph Zito, uh and, and obviously uh starring Crispin Glover for sure. And Corey Feldman. And Corey Feldman. Yeah. So this one has two future stars. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um a a pre Back to the Future Crispin Glover, we might as well add. And a pre Goonies Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. So um A pre Corey and Corey. <laughs> The two Corys. Um, so this one kind of, I think, closes out the the quote-unquote trilogy of 2, 3, and 4. Yes. It's the next day. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the next day after. Uh, which I think is kind of interesting, because you're always kind of like with these movies, like, what did Michael Myers do in between Halloween 1 and 2? Yeah. And they don't give you the time to think about that in this one. No. They literally like, start off... Jason went one day and killed a bunch of people, and now he And they give you a flashback day. of the first two. Yeah. Or the... That's, yeah, yeah that's... The, yeah, okay, so... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, begin. Well, I, we mentioned, like, just real quick, it's my favorite way of bringing Jason back, because once again, like, they're just like, no, he's alive. Like, there's no <laughs> hoops to jump through. They're just like, nope, screw it, like, Jason's alive. He just didn't die. <laughs> he just yeah. didn't die. Yeah, the axe the, axe the head that he took was not fatal. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, he's good. Sometimes your brain gets a little rearranged when you spend time <laughs> right. in, under a lake. This, this is, uh, this might be my favorite in the series. Okay. And and my reason for saying that is it feels like a culmination of all the stuff that came before it mm-hmm. in the sense of not that not that the, this one feels like they're trying to add a sense of continuity that they're trying to they're really trying to to create a legacy and a mythology for this. And I like I appreciate that, you know, um it it totally picks up where the last one left off and and it doesn't doesn't just you know doesn't just start back up with Jason's just there in camp again with no explanation. It does try to follow up on the previous one. Unlike two to three, yeah, um, it tries to instill this new, uh, interesting character in, in the Corey Feldman Tommy Jarvis character. I like the Tommy Jarvis character. Yes, we're going to be with him for the next couple of movies, and I actually enjoy the character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, they also they they try to tie in some of the previous films. They there's the character um, that he's the guy who's out there looking for his sister, right. and you realize that his sister was oh she was a girl that uh, Rob is the name the character's name. Uh, he's looking for his sister, who is the, one of the ones that died in the second movie. I like yeah. that they. I appreciate that they try to do this. That yeah. they try to instill some sort of continuity and, and mythology behind it. And not to mention, we get Tom Savini back, of course. And he's yes. on. The, this is like top of his be- game. It, yeah, it benefits greatly over, especially the last one, like you said. Yeah, the effects definitely take another like a full leap up from. And he's more willing to take chances and do it more interesting. Particularly the, um, the Jason death at the end of this. Absolutely, yeah. that thing's a, it's it's awesome. Still, it's really good. I mean, yes, you can tell it's an animatronic, <laughs> but it still looks cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and this one also the the production quality on this one feels. Light yeah. years above oh, the first a, three. They got a helicopter. Like now, you know it's a movie. <laughs> at the beginning, the beginning starts with a helicopter. Absolutely, it, which is awesome. Like I love the, <laughs> I love the. I mean, obviously, once again, I was not alive when this movie came out. I was pretty close, but I wasn't ready yet. And um, I can imagine the the buzz that was going on around people when they first saw like the trailer, you know, in the theaters for yeah. Friday Thirteen Part Four, the final chapter. It was. You can tell they were putting out all the stops because I really legitimately feel like they thought. We're done with this thing. We're washing our hands of it. Mm-hmm. We made a few bucks off of it. We'll try something else. I think when they went into this, they had that intention, intention. Yeah. initially. 
I think it changed, obviously, but <laughs> um, but you can feel that there's a says the next seven movies. <laughs> yes, you can feel that there's a um, a sense of of them really wanting to like give the fans like the best the best possible experience, and I, I enjoy that. Um, this is the first movie that really f- has a funny like it suffers from what I call like I don't, I don't even have, any, I don't have a term for it. I don't know why I'm acting like I do. Uh, the random kills. The characters that are literally like yes. so mm-hmm. out of left field had no yeah. purpose in the movie. Hey, we need a few more deaths in this movie. The yeah. producers coming back and saying you need to go back and shoot a few more death scenes. <laughs> um, the first one, of course, being the hitchhiker. With yeah, the banana. I wanted to get into that because that is my least favorite kill in the entire series. It's a good kill. It's disgusting. She like she's eating, but it's a it's a big it's a, it's a larger woman, and she's eating a banana because which is weird. <laughs> On the side of the road. On the side of the road. She's a hitchhiker. She's waiting for a ride. And Jason stabs her through the neck. And she spits up the banana out of her mouth. And, like, for some reason, like, out of all the kills, maybe in any movie of all time, just the regurgitated banana. I'm just like, that's, that's gross. That's disgusting, guys. Like, show, show some class. That's pretty disgusting. They killed a pregnant woman. But this is the one. The <laughs> lady eating a banana. Line. Uh, but this is... This one, and there are maybe one or two other movies in this series that I will defend as being flat-out good horror movies. Like, I think this is a good, solid Absolutely. It's it's paced well. The characters, you know, they have character in this one. It's kind of nice. Um, A lot of these movies don't have it. So if you're looking for, like, one of these movies to kind of maybe actually be... Like a good, straightforward horror movie. I think this one and a couple others down the line um, will work for you. Um, like I said, uh, it's got one of my favorite characters um, in the series, Ted. Ted, Craig, it's not Crispin Glover, actually. It's Crispin Glover's friend who calls him a... We can... It's, he we calls can him swear. a dead fuck. Yeah. Like, the whole time. And I don't really understand why. He infers that he's hey. bad in bed. The kid, oh, yeah. The kid is really funny throughout the entire movie to me. Because he... Yeah, he infers he's bad in bed... He sits there on the couch pretty much by himself and watches old nudie boobies. And laughs. Yep. And laughs and gets really stoned. I'm like... Apparently the actor actually smoked marijuana, by the way. Right. That was, that was like, when you watch him in that movie, he was legitimately... And like, I always sit there and go... Like, I sit there and go, if I was in a Friday the 13th movie, I would be Ted. Like, that would be... You just sitting there laughing and watching identified. the old nudie boobies. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will say that uh, my, my whirlwind tour of Friday the 13th movies... Uh, it, after watching the first one, I kind of appreciated this one because it feels, it feels like there's more to it yeah. from the production standpoint, like Willie said, and, and the characters definitely like, it gave me a little bit more to actually sink my teeth into. Also, it doesn't hurt that Crispin Glover's in it because I just—he's fascinating. He's such an interesting. <laughs> he human. really is. Even even here before he was a Crispin Glover. Yeah, it's you can you can see that. Crispin Glover is Crispin Glover. Like it, it's 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 there on screen in like his one of his first like big performances. It's an incredibly it's at times an incredibly odd it's a Crispin Glover performance. Like yeah. if you're looking for a Crispin like if you're thinking like, Oh, this is early Crispin Glover. Yeah. Like what am I gonna get? Like, no, you're gonna get Crispin Glover. Oh yeah. You're gonna get that Crispin Glover that almost kicked <laughs> David Letterman in the face. He's on the screen here. So And and we have to talk about the dance. Oh yeah. Um we'd be so remiss not to talk about the dance. Crispin Glover Dances in this movie. Look it up on YouTube, like, right away. Do yourself an absolute favor, please. It's all arms and head bobs. I don't even want to talk too much about it. Just watch it. Okay. Just 
Agreed. Watch Crispin Glover dancing on Friday the 13th. If you're listening to this and you're not watching any of the mo- these movies or you haven't seen them, go and watch this scene. At least watch the dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There will be one more dance we'll tell you to watch at some point. <laughs> this dance is so good, it beats out another amazing dance in the next movie. <laughs> like true. an amazing Which robot dance. really hard. If it, if, so... it was, if it wasn't Crispin Glover and the song that was playing, do you think it would still beat that out? No. No. no, no, because he can pull off. Glover maybe, brought maybe that. Maybe if it yeah. was Kevin Bacon and uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> and the that might help. Song. That might actually help. Um, and of course, this this movie is the first time that most Friday the Thirteenth fans would say that this is where Jason actually dies for yes. the first time, physically die. Like this is where he he. He, there's nothing paranormal about Jason at this point, according to most Friday the 13th fans, which is certainly a leap, but let's just pretend. <laughs> Aside from the fact that he survived drowning. There is that. Um, but he, <laughs> he, he dies in this one, and we will not see him for a couple movies, but that's when we get zombie Jason, we'll talk about that when we get to part six. But mm-hmm. that's, it, it, it's cool, because I, like, I, they, when, they, when they take care of when they kill Jason in this movie, it is... Like the oh, ultimate so kill, like like it is. I'm not going to count it as my favorite kill because it would beat all the others automatically. Yeah. But it is so over the top and so disgusting and beats out anything that's happened in the first three movies that it could only be Jason's death. And the and the faking out of him works a little better for me in this one because he seems more than in the second one where he where the woman puts on her sweater. Uh, just because, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. In real Basically, life. Basically, Tommy Jarvis, Corey Feldman shaves his head. In, like, three seconds flat. <laughs> which I'm sure wasn't helped by the fact that I was that... watching on one and a half times speed. No. No. But he does it very quickly. That might be the most supernatural moment <laughs> in the series. Tommy Jarvis's head head shaving skills. <laughs> with, with, a, with, like, a cheap, like, five-cent razor yeah. from the gas station. He just, like, got rid of it. He's pretty long hair. From, from like... Th- Two or three inch long hair down to like bare 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 head. <laughs> oh, there's sprouts. a really good dog moment in this too, isn't there? Like the dog has like a like a he jumps through he a jumps window. through a window. It, oh, it's awesome! I never understood the intention of that scene, and no. I, I I I part of me thinks that they meant Jason threw the dog out. Yeah, but then it's so obvious the dog is jumping out the window. I never understood it, and I feel like that was something that they like. They should, probably should have cut that shot because probably. it makes no sense. I love sense. the shot, no. though. It's, it's so random it's like that it's kind of funny. It's like a heroic dog shot. As yeah, it's kind of cool. I like to think he survived. I like to yeah. think he was the smartest person in the oh, house. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. What are you guys still Absolutely. doing Absolutely. Um, right, favorite kill? Yeah, favorite kill this time. I got to go with Doug. Um, it gets overdone later on in the movies, but this is the first time I see Jason using his bare hands to kill somebody. And it's like the prettiest man on the planet. He's got the square jaw and everything. <laughs> and his face just gets crushed against the shower wall. Plus, it's a bit of a spin on the psycho thing, which yeah, is fun. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is kind of fun. It's going right back to the roots again. So I always like the Doug death. Yeah, I'm going Doug. Yeah, I'm going Doug too. Doug is Doug is my favorite. I also like the the the, the little nose break that you hear before the rest of his head caves in. <laughs> what about you? You've seen this one. Yeah, I'm not to tell you the truth. I can't remember. Can't remember any of them. Crispin Glover takes a pretty close second. That was that was Corkscrew. the second one. The guy, to the, hand, uh, to the, head. Yeah. the guy at the beginning too, the uh, doctor Axel. Who, the doctor is a very odd character. Oh my god! Because yes. he watches he watches exercise tapes <laughs> and gets really excited by them. Yes, I, I knew by the way that this was a very important uh, thing for us to be doing tonight of all nights. As when I left Nikki's house to come here to record this. The guy who plays Axel was on an episode of Seinfeld that was on TV. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I knew it was right. Oh god, yeah, I texted I texted Willie about Axel a little bit. I don't remember exactly what I said, but basically, you know. We're big fans of his character. Yeah, good good old Axel. We so. would totally write Axel fanfic. <laughs> you can do that. 
I will write Axel fanfic. <laughs> All right. Oh, here we go. Here we go, boys. So, we are on to... After the final chapter, of course, there was a new beginning. Friday mm-hmm. right the 13th, a new beginning in 1985, just a year later. They decided two years was too long. Yeah. Gotta go back to the one-year format. This one is directed by Danny Steinman. Mm-hmm. And um, also starring Corey Former Feldman. porn director, by the way. Is he? But yeah, oh. he directed porn before this. Starring uh, Cor- Corey... <laughs> well, Corey... it shows it during one scene. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> starring Corey Feldman once again for the first uh, little bit and his backyard, as Willie uh, notified me. Yes, they could not get Corey Feldman to appear in this movie because he was doing things like, I don't know, the... The Goonies, for God's sake. Yeah. And, um... He literally had more important things to do. Literally had more important things to do. And, um, he actually says in one of the documentaries about the series, he says, of course, you know, Spielberg had to come along and screw everything up, you know, like, (laughs) it was kind of funny. But anyway, they filmed it in his backyard, which is hysterical to me. Um, this one is... This is a weird movie. And, and, and Tim, and I, Tim and I have referred to this one as the black sheep of the Friday the 13th franchise. And this is in a, a series of films where Jason goes to space, mm-hmm. where Jason jumps in bodies of people, where, I mean, this should not be the black sheep, but somehow it feels so weird and so, like, sleazy and just... First of all, the production quality seems like it was oh. made well before the fourth one. Yeah. Um, the effects aren't as good. This, the The... The camera work is nothing is as good. Nothing is as and good. Some of the kills movie. I think are decent. I think this has got some good kills. Uh, I feel like I think this, this one got kind of butchered a little bit, though. It does. This is this might be the beginning. Actually, I think part six is probably the beginning. Would you say that butchered. it got slashed? Yes, the MPAA was the biggest <laughs> slasher in this film. <laughs> you want to talk about a little bit about why it's considered the black sheep? Did we mention? We should we should talk about that. And okay. I yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, this of course they they just killed Jason mm-hmm. in the previous film. And they hinted at the end of the fourth film that Tommy Jarvis was being set up to become the new killer. Yeah. Well, in this one, he's at a halfway house for some wayward teens, and and there's a mysterious killer going around. And, of course, you find out that it is not Jason, and it's also not Tommy. It is Roy, disgruntled (laughs) paramedic and father of mentally handicapped Joey, who loves chocolate bars. Um, <laughs> Chocolate. Old old chocolate mouth Joey, uh, yeah. I think we need to talk a bit about this twist, because... It's on the exact opposite end of the spectrum of the initial Mrs. Voorhees twist. This one is so obvious and so on the nose. Like, there are, mo- there are multiple shots of this man staring into the camera, and it, this, the music goes... Well, and it's funny because it's, 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 it's super obvious, but yet you're still just <laughs> like, why? Well, that's the thing. Is like, it's so obviously set up, but then like, the guy makes such a, so little of an impression early on. Like, he's got... So little charisma that, like, at the end when they reveal him, you're like, "Who the fuck is that you're guy?" Like, who, who? <laughs> like, you're just like, I completely. And then they go through the hoops to explain it. But yeah, I remember watching this first time, the first time, and I'm like, "Wait, who was that guy?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like even after, I'm like, "Oh, the dad of the kid that ate all the chocolate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh. this is where we really get into Jersey Tucky too. We get a couple yeah. characters named oh, yeah. Ethel and Junior yes. who are so far trailer. out of. What about what about <laughs> talk, talking about the bonus kills? Is that what you call it? Yes, yeah. this one has a lot of bonus kills. We've got some random characters. <laughs> Pete and Vinny. Pete and Vinny. <laughs> yeah. The weird kind of maybe a gay couple, maybe I don't <laughs> know. Potentially, well, it's tough. I mean, I think they're. I think they're gay. I don't think they've realized it yet. Okay. 
They oh, talk okay. about, I mean, they're in leather, they're wearing, like, leather caps. They're wearing Judas Priest hats. Yes, yep. yes. <laughs> but they're on their way to meet some ladies, hey! And they talk like, they talk like it's the 1950s. I feel like if they hadn't been killed that night, they would have fallen in love, though. I think yeah, so. like by the end of the night, they'd have been like, "Hey, we we don't got any ladies, but we got each other. <laughs> we made it out together." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you, man. So, uh, but I want to say, I I want to maybe try to yeah. If this movie had Jason in it, I don't. I think this is considered by a lot of people to be the worst. I don't think it would be considered the worst. No. If this movie had Jason in it, like this movie's. So, like, this is a culmination of all the weird stuff that happened in the first one, just, like, exploding onto this movie. Yep. Like, like, there's so many just odd characters. Like you said, the hillbillies. Um, Demon, played by um, Joanna Man. I can never remember his real name, and it's a really uh, easy I name believe it's, remember. isn't it Miguel Nunez? Miguel Nunez. <laughs> Who is, yes. of course, a, a, also a, street a quintessential cast. Street Fighter cast member, as well as... Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yes. He's the second cast member of Return of the Living Dead to pop up in this Guys, movie. there's so much to talk about with this one. <laughs> there is a lot. I just I just want to get into Demon and Anita real quick. Okay. This man has food from 18 different restaurants in his trailer, and if he can afford that for one meal at dinner, then why is he living in the trailer? I just realized that I live by a place here outside of Detroit called the Get-N-Go, and the Get-N-Go has everything you need. It's That's true. That, it's... He- Pizza. It's got barbecue chicken pizza. It might have Chinese food pizza. Like it's. Got <laughs> but does it have enchiladas? <laughs> I'm sure it does somewhere. Because Demon area. went to the en- went and got enchiladas. <laughs> Demon is the sad part about Demon is that he he gets about five minutes of screen time and he's so weirdly compelling. Yes. Because he's he's such a cool actor. Like yeah. Like his his song. Should we do the song real quick? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be the Anita part again. All right. Ooh baby, ooh baby. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Hey, baby, hey, baby. All right, that's good enough. <laughs> I, I thought I hit it. I thought I hit it. You, you did. Me. You were really good. There's, there's a, there's a porta potty serenade in this movie. Um, and what's funny is they are also two of the throwaway characters, the, the extra kills. But I don't know. I like them, and I, I like, I like Reggie the Reckless. Well, too. I mean, at least they have a reason to be there because it's Reggie's older brother. True. They like, don't. Yeah. They have some connection to the people that are in Reggie the movie. the Reckless. Who, for those of you who have not seen the movie, and if you saw the movie, you would know. So I don't know why, but Reggie the Reckless wears um, he wears sweat shirt and sweatpants the whole movie, and he has the loudest scream I've ever heard <laughs> on any human being. It's the most shrill thing ever. It's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> like it's so- would, you, would you say it's reckless? <laughs> <laughs> reckless would be one way to describe it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, I, I have a soft spot for this movie. I would not, this would probably, because it's not a very good movie. Um, no. But it's such a weird cartoon. Like, this is like an episode of Scooby-Doo, including the fact that it's a giant cartoon filled yeah. with cartoon characters. It's a really, really sex-filled cartoon. Sex-filled. Yeah. Uh, how many female listeners do we have, period? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Just go ahead they, and say what you got to say. They, if they do, they are related <laughs> to me. If we do have them, they are related to me, but okay. that's okay. They're probably not going to be listening to this one anyway. Probably not. Okay. This is the... Ooh, no... I was gonna say this has the best breasts. The, in the best series. breasts. Yeah. Are you gonna talk about the uh, the Tina character Tina who gets the garden shears through the eyes? Played by um, Debbie Sue Voorhees. Debbie Sue Voorhees. That's why they yes. cast her. Yes. <laughs> That's no. not why they cast her. No. I believe the man's poor background experience might be why yeah, they that cast could be her. It. But this. Oh, I forgot about Billy. Billy is a uh, character who is going to have sex with his um, girlfriend Lana. Girlfriend Lana, who works at a diner, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, he does a lot of coke, and he's just. 
he's he's obviously like 47, 48, and his girlfriend, I'm guessing, is mid-20s. But he has a lot of cocaine. So, so it's 1985, him. baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's party. It's This is funny because in the same way that that you just witnessed our podcast kind of get crazy and, and absurd during this installment of the Friday the 13th <laughs> franchise... It actually is weirdly fitting for this mm-hmm. st- installment of the yeah. Friday the 13th franchise. It's not that this isn't by the numbers like the rest of them. Right. It is. It very much is. But when you take the elements of we don't we're not at a camp anymore. Yeah. It makes you appreciate the first 3 <laughs> because they had some like <laughs> the amount of non-continuity and sense that the 5th one makes. Yeah. is like it, it's it, you didn't think that the first 3 could 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 get to this point <laughs> and it got to this point and it did um and it's i don't feel like it deserves the hatred it gets from fans like you said yeah. like you, if they if you take away the entire roy thing i think people would actually not hate this this one does feel cut okay this is the first one for me that feels like they there's some stuff cut out there's a lot of off screen getting kills kills and stuff which is fine yeah i i, I was always satisfied by this movie anyway in that in that department um, Maybe I'm thinking. Are there more? This seems like there are a higher volume of kills. This is this is this, yeah. this movie has 22 kills. Wow, which I believe is like nine more than the previous. I think they did 13 for the for the for the previous one or something like that. God, this movie's so this movie's so wonderful. We haven't even gotten into Violet yet. Yeah, we need to talk about Violet real quick. We mentioned yeah. a dance scene earlier <laughs> in the last uh, during the last film, and um, this one has a scene uh, with a character named Violet who is super super new wave, and yeah. she listens to a lot of like. Second British Invasion yeah, stuff. New Order. Yeah, a lot of that. You, you will hear the song. As, you will have Boingo, heard the song Boingo. as, our, as yeah. our title. Yes, if you've heard the intro to this episode, which you would have if you're listening to this episode. Unless I get a takedown notice or something. We'll s- yeah, we'll see. But uh, it, it could quite possibly be His okay, Eyes by Echo. Uh, Pseudo Echo. Pseudo Echo. Yes. Um, but yeah, she does a robot dance in this film that is amazing, actually. As, actually, you already know the robot dance because as soon as you heard the song at the beginning of this podcast like you immediately started doing you were it. doing that it. was yep. the dance yeah. you were doing yeah. when you blacked out you know that dance you were doing <laughs> that was what she was doing and, and uh, but i think all in all this movie there's a reason why me and tim keep going back to this one and having fun it's a fun movie yeah it is. it's yeah. hysterical yeah. Uh, it, it it takes itself so it, it it doesn't take itself seriously like even a tiny bit no <laughs> and that's what makes it so much fun I love it. I love it goes movie. for it. F- favorite kills, real quick. Um, I think mine. Ah, oh, this is this is tough because I, th- I think I got to go with the uh, the post uh, sex Eddie with the um, okay. the st- the leather strap around his eyes and he gets it yeah. twisted. It's just it's inventive. It doesn't make sense physically, but it's inventive. Okay, I liked it. <laughs> I'm Tim. going. I'm going post sex too, but I'm going Tina. All right. Ooh. Yeah, Tina. Uh, the garden shears. Garden to the shears eyes. to the eyes. Yeah. She yeah. looks like Cyclops from the X Men. <laughs> oh, she does. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. that's right. Um, I this one's tough for me. It's either going to be the first one, which wasn't by Roy at all. It's by the kid. Oh yeah. 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 With with the like, why did that occur in the first? Place? Was it just because you were happy to see Joey not be on screen anymore? Uh, no, I just don't understand why it happened. <laughs> why he did it? No, <laughs> he's really a, upset. <laughs> like. <laughs> yes, we are definitely at a house with messed up kids because this dude just killed another one of the kids. Maybe you shouldn't have given him an axe. It's it's either that one or I guess this one isn't my favorite kill, but why does the dude show up at the hillbilly house and then go and watch the kids have sex in the forest? Like what? Yeah, that character oh, that character makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, it's There's uh, so much to talk about this movie that it's literally this is this is hurting me to not talk about more, <laughs> but we have to move on. Yeah, so. we we got we got to make it through We've these. got seven more films. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally not even halfway through this podcast yet. 
All right, we have Jason Lives Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. This is uh, directed by Tom, directed and written by Tom Tom McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't say his name. Um, and this is starring Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis and uh, a few other people that uh, you probably don't know. Yeah, no one, I'm, no one major. I don't think in this one either. No. There is a Horshack. This is, I think, the I think this might be the first. Um, Jason performance. This is before Kane Hodder comes in. One this before, is my yep. first. This is the first Jason performance where, like, I liked Jason. Like, kind of like the actor's movements. And you things. like the like, guy playing yeah. Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and um, I liked I, I like this movie a lot too. Yeah, it's once again the production values feel higher than that. Then I don't think they feel on part four. Maybe well, no, they they feel about the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a little more stunt work in this one than there was in, the, in that one, but um, it certainly feel it doesn't feel like a like a low grade. Kind of porno like the no. one did. Um, <laughs> this one, of course, we see the return of Jason, um, our first appearance of Zombie Jason, mm-hmm. and um, I just instantly they set the mood. There's this really cool mixture in this movie, and I, I, this is why I think this is my favorite Friday director because yeah. he had a, it seems like he had a very clear vision of what this movie was supposed to be. Like, I mean, obviously he was constricted by the the usual by the numbers slasher movie stuff, but it, there's a very cool mixture of like rock and roll mm-hmm. and gothic stuff. And the beginning feels like that. Like there's, this, it's got this very gothic look about it. It's very dark, and there's like lots of twisty, turny fences and Tim Burton-y stuff going on. Yeah. But then you have like Alice Cooper playing in the background. Right. It's very fun. And then, and then Jason gets his James Bond moment, where he he walks across the street in like the gun barrel sequence and James Bond, yes. and he slashes, slashes the circle. Oh, and once again, another connection to James Bond. Wow, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Oh man, what a crossover. Man. <laughs> oh my God, James Bond versus Jason. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. We have to call in MI6. (laughs) Jersey Jersey Tucky government calls in MI6. That's awesome. (laughs) This is yeah. um, Oh, you want me to get into it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. This is this is my favorite. This is um, this is I saw this was probably one of those. This might have been even like the second or third one I saw when I was a kid. But this is my favorite. This is my favorite type of horror movie in that it. And it's believe me, I'm not saying this is up there with like the greats of like horror comedy movies. But this is a movie that. It's the sixth movie. They understand it's the sixth movie. They're going to have a little fun, but they're also going to do a decent job of balancing some tension. I think there's some characters in here who are decent. I don't by any means think that, like, I was sad to see, like, any, but I think they're good. I, I mean, I, I... They're more interesting at the very least. I think this is the first Jason, the first Friday, that has legitimately funny parts in it. Like, you're not just laughing at it. Like, everybody's in on the jokes. Like, the... James Bond sequence, the, it's, it's a funny joke. Like, that's funny. Horshack dies. Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter, <laughs> dies in, like, the first five minutes. Gets his heart minutes. ripped out in the first five minutes. <laughs> of course, the character of Court, who yeah. has that awesome, like, halter Court. top. And he's, like, rocking out in the yeah. van, like, yeah. He's really funny. I don't know. I like that actor. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, uh, there's a pain. Some of the humor might not hold up as well as it. Some of it may not have been funny at all. I don't know. I didn't go see this movie in the theater. I was at, at the age of two. But so some of the humor might not... Like, the paintball scene, I think, was intended to be... There's a paintball scene that's another one just to add kills. I think he even said he went back and reshot it. Um, but there's a paintball scene in the middle that is not as funny as it thinks it is at times. It's yeah. almost a little too precious and, like... Um, but it's obviously there to kind yeah. of spice things up. It's not really, really good. <laughs> there is a guy kind of like the kill, though. She gets her head smashed, and blood smears like a carved-in smiley face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like, I thought that was funny. And I'm with Willie. This is, um, I think this is the best directed of the 
first. This is probably the best direction of the series. Yeah, it might be. It, like the actors actually feel like they're acting for the most part. Yeah. In this one, even even the side characters, like the, not that the script gives them a ton to work with, but they feel like they're like they're putting in their best effort, and like everybody's yeah. really trying to make this thing happen. Um, <clears throat> I I love. I love the Alice Cooper soundtrack. Yes. I think that makes this is totally the rock star Jason movie. Yeah. They know they have a cinematic icon already at this point. Like he's he, at this point, there's all, like Jason is when you see you know, all those like kind of like the what would Jason do T-shirts and all like the kind of goofy. That's because of this movie yeah. just going like we're not going to take this that serious. We know you kind of you love Jason. Like we're going to make him the star. Like he's the yeah, rock this star. Is, this is it's the it's definitely like the triumphant return of Jason. Right. Like they, it feels that way. They they got the message from the last <laughs> one that was like wow that was a bad idea. <laughs> well, I, I also like and we talked about this while we were watching it. I like that we do get like I feel. <laughs> God, this could just be me loving this series, but tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's a very definitive difference between Zombie Jason and regular Jason. Because he doesn't run in this movie. He moves very slow. And he runs in the first couple movies he's in. Yeah. Um, and there's this there's this moments where he almost doesn't realize his own strength, and I love yeah. that. Like he's crushing heads in this and like bending people in half and like he almost looks at his hands and at one point like, like well, look what I can do now. <laughs> oh sweet, I'm awesome now. And I, I kind of appreciate that. Um the other thing I, I I kind of want to talk about is this this one like the makeup of Jason like you see it briefly with the maggots and stuff is is like one of the better Jason makeups yeah. of of the bunch. We not my favorite, but but one of the better ones. So I appreciate that as well. I don't know. Uh, do you have a favorite kill? Alex, do you want to talk about it a little? Yeah, you saw yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, you, this, you is, can... this is Alex's. This is the last Alex's last stand. Did, did I see this? One? No, you I'm did. Just yeah. Um. I, I didn't come out with, like, high praise for it. I think yeah. some of it was my spirit was worn thin a little bit. With, with <laughs> you the, watched a lot in one with day. The, with the three that I watched before, but, um... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, it, was, it definitely felt like a little bit of a return to form. And, and I think that's good. I'm glad that they realized that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to get to... 11, 12 movies if you don't somehow, in the middle, find your way back. Mm-hmm. Um, that paintball scene is just so not... It's, <laughs> it's a bad. totally different it's movie. Bad. Like, yeah. and, 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 and <laughs> like, even the score is just, like, written, <laughs> like... It's, 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 a, it's, it's, like, straight out of Stripes or something like that. It stars that. one of the doctors who would go out to be in Scrubs, and I can't remember which doctor he was. Really? Yeah, the, the uh, bald guy. I think it was. I think he went on to be in Scrubs. I could be way off. Uh, he had to be the uh, same guy. <laughs> and if anybody watches Cougar Town, which I do, it's by the same... I'm going to stick no, up no, for no, a little. No, 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 no. I've, I've Cougar, heard Cougar Town's amazing. He's, he has a big role in Cougar Town. All right. I, so. I will take a look at it. But basically... <laughs> it's very I, funny. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I probably liked it... Um, I probably liked four, and then six, and then five, and then okay. one. Okay. <laughs> like, just purely from an entertainment factor. Okay. <laughs> if I hadn't watched five with you guys, then one would probably come before five. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't. It, it, it was good. It's it, it's interesting. It's it's definitely. It feels like a little bit more of a movie than the fifth one does, yeah. which is a a very good sign. So. Yeah. One one thing that I actually found out I had I had never heard of this until I watched. There's a. That documentary just came out called uh, Crystal Lake Memories, mm-hmm. and it's based on a book, which is awesome. You should get it if you like Friday the 13th and you haven't heard of it. Um, the the groundskeeper of the cemetery, there's a, char- a groundskeeper character who kind of feels like the crazy wealth of this movie. Do you remember him? 
Martin, he's drinking alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Apparently, there's an, uh, was an initial ending um, storyboarded and never shot for this movie, where he didn't die, and at the end, um, you see him in the um, in the in the graveyard, and a mysterious figure in like a like a cowboy hat and long hair and like really creepy gothic looking dude comes up and pays him some money who to ma- keep maintaining Jason's grave. Okay. And it's Elias Voorhees, Jason's father. That would have uh. been very cool. <laughs> like yeah. that, I would have been like. What does he have to do with it? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That would have added... I, I almost wish I could have at least watched that scene. Yeah. If they had shot it. Yeah, I wish they had shot it so I could see it. Because it'd be kind of cool to see them trying to, like, layer in some more... I mean, they do try to layer in mythology later on, and it doesn't... I don't know. We'll get yeah. to that. But yeah. it's, it's... it's. I see what you're saying. I, it would have been cool to see. Yeah. Like, that would have been like, what? It would have like given just a yeah. little bit more to a, the, yeah. Like, okay, here we go. Like, <laughs> I mean, we got to see Seven now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... There is one thing I want to touch on real quick because I know we're running mm-hmm. close, but I think the the Jason death, like I don't think anybody talks about it much in terms of like the Jason death. But at, but by this point, he's kind of invincible. He's a zombie. I really like the Jason death in this one because there is kind of like a simple like they they just tie him to a rock under the water. <laughs> it's basically saying like there's no way we're going to be able to kill this guy. We just have to let him be for a while. Like like we just have to get away from him for now. Get as far away from him as we can. I like the Jason, like the end of Jason in this one. So that's one thing I wanted to touch well, on. Well, at least it doesn't leave you like uh oh, like he can come back yeah. from this. We yeah, know. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> they they knew at this point they were going to continue making him. Yeah. I, lo- I I do like the um I'm always bummed that we never got Tommy Jarvis back. Yeah. Um but I do like that. I do like his final confrontation with Jason. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's ridiculous that he sets the water on fire. It makes no sense, <laughs> but it looks really cool yeah. when he's fighting Jason. Like when Jason's pile driving him through a canoe in the middle of a flaming ring. It turns it really into cool. a real set piece. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad you understand. All right. Uh, uh, favorite favorite death. Um I'm going. I'm going. Nikki, um, the girlfriend that's in the uh, RV as they drive. It's not well, it's not one of the all-time great deaths. It's bloodless, but it comes during a scene that I really I think is really fun. Well, I, I, and I, the f- visual, yeah. I was going to say court just because he really deserves it by the time <laughs> that happens. Like, you're such a douche. You're such an idiot. Like, why, um, why are you screaming down the street in this gigantic RV? Hey, come on. Yeah, come on. Are you, are you, are you taking the dump back there? <laughs> um, I got to go with the, with the sheriff. I, I like yeah. him getting folded in half. Okay. Yeah. It's just like holy crap! He just yeah. broke that dude in half. So, yeah, plus I, the guy's name's Court. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> stupid. He should probably die, right? Yeah, it's not Bud Court. Like that makes sense. It's a last name. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. All right. So uh, I think we're gonna take a quick break because we've made it about halfway through this. Uh, we are halfway doing it, through. Yeah. So <laughs> we're at a minute fi- or an hour fifteen. So. <laughs> This might be two and a half hours long, but, uh, yeah, so we will be right back. Actually, I lied. We won't be right back. Uh, but as I said at the beginning of the podcast, you can, uh, come back for part two on Halloween. We will have our review for, uh, the counselor coming out on the 30th, the day before Halloween. So, uh, you get two episodes next week. That's fantastic. But as always, find us on Twitter at MFN Podcast. Email feedback to feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Check out the full show notes on MidwestFilmNerds.com. And uh, no thanks to Mr. John this this episode because we stole some other music. But thanks for the artwork, I suppose. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Go watch a movie. Pilot Club.